Hello, everybody. We're very happy to be here again, even in this uh, very sad period in uh, human history, human evolution, whatever you want to call it. It's very, very difficult to smile. It's very difficult to laugh. It's very difficult to tell jokes. It's very difficult to do other things than besides sending a lot of uh, love and positivity towards Gaza, towards Israel, eh, towards Afghanistan, towards the whole world, basically. You know, there's certain things that hit the news eh, that are terrible and we can at least focus our energy like we did. Uh, I think if some of you guys joined me in a meditation eh, for protection around Gaza, but it's very, very difficult to even know of situations that are happening right now around the world. Maybe in places that are not making it into the news, but there is constant suffering. So it is a very difficult time. And since today, is it today? The 22nd? Yeah. Today is the first day of Scorpio. We are entering Scorpio season. And Scorpio season is a very intense season. Uh, not only that, it's magnified by the fact that we are going to have the eclipses coming up uh, this week. So this is not only eclipse season, we are also uh, in the eclipses during Scorpio. So again, it is kind of scary. You know, when I always think about the Zodiac uh, real estate of Scorpio, I always imagine, you know, like the beginning of Rocky Horror Movie Show, if you ever saw it, or any Dracula movie when there is uh, the hero and the heroine are coming closer. They're finding the cave, the... the a castle or the cave or whatever it is that they should be staying away from and there is a big sign there enter at your own risk so that's kind of what is hanging up there right now as we're all moving into the age or not the age thank god but the month of scorpio which is again magnified by the eclipses that are going to happen on the 28th of october and they are featuring Taurus and Scorpio. The fact that the eclipse is a lunar eclipse, it means that the moon falls in the opposite sign of Scorpio, which happens to be Taurus. Now, the Taurus-Scorpio axis, which is a very interesting one, uh, we have to stop and uh, consider a little bit because it is the axis of self-worth, the axis of money, talents. When I'm saying axis, I'm basically talking about every two signs that are opposite to each other represent a spoke or an axis in a sense. And usually they reflect or uh, describe similar aspects of life, but just a mirror image of each other. So they're still a mirror image, but they're inverted. Meaning that if Taurus, which is where the moon is going to be in the eclipse, is about my money, then Scorpio by default will be other people's money. And if uh, uh, the moon in uh, Taurus represents my talents, then Scorpio will be my partner's talents or other people's talents. And if um, Taurus represents uh, my self-worth, then Scorpio will be other people's self-worth. Now, again, the situation now in the Middle East is so, so intense because we're having Israel, like we spoke last time, and Palestine in their chart. Palestine is May 4, um, Israel is May 14. Both of them are Tauruses, so definitely that's a big, big deal that's happening right now. And all of that is flowing in there. So a lot of the pain, a lot of the um, 
let's say, the quickening of processes will be over there because these are, we're talking about two people that are now in conflict that are sharing the same sun in a sense. Now, again, it's not that the Palestinians necessarily in Gaza have it. Um, it's much more that people in the West Bank are Tauruses. But again, I don't, I hope that one day they will be able to unite and create their own state. So that puts, again, the Palestinian project, especially because in 1993, there wasn't, in 94, when the country, when Palestine was officially created, there wasn't so much a separation between Gaza and the West Bank, besides geographical one. But uh, what the eclipses of the axis represent is my worth versus your worth, my life versus your life, my life worth versus your life worth. And you'll see that this is working out right now uh, very, very strongly around the world and also in your personal life. So again, we always talked about astrology as being as above, so below, but as well as as within, so without. So whatever is happening in a sense uh, outside of the world, you know, that you can read the news, in a sense, you're reading a psychological report of what's going on within you. And that's why sometimes when we look at the news, uh, we can figure out what's going on in us. And sometimes very sensitive people can understand what's going on in, ze in them to reflect on it, on what's happening outside. I'm not saying that if I feel sad, everybody feels sad. But I'm saying if there is sadness inside of me that I can't really trace, then there might be that it is a sadness from outside. Or I can trace to see where are my terrorist thoughts, my terrorist uh, activities against myself, my self-destruction, and reflect it or see that similar in the destruction of uh, terrorists outside of me. So again, there is always going to be that reflection. Now, the axis of the moon in, Scorp in Taurus and sun in Scorpio is a little bit better than the eclipses that we had back in May, because at least now the moon is in Taurus, which is exalted and not fallen when it's happened six months ago in the eclipses. So the idea is that at least we have the moon in the best place she can be on the 28th. We'll see that leading up to that is somewhat challenging for the moon. We'll talk about it. But the idea is that Overall, there is something interesting with the moon being exalted and we're kind of lucky that on this eclipse, just a few degrees away is Jupiter in Taurus. Remember, Jupiter is going to be in Taurus until June next year. So obviously, if the moon is in Taurus for this eclipse, she is touching uh, Jupiter and Jupiter is the giver of gift. The only issue with Jupiter, he's so nice that he expends everything. It doesn't judge so much. So whatever is going again during the eclipse is magnified. And in this eclipse, especially because Jupiter is sitting on top of the moon in retrograde, meaning that a lot of the expansion that you're going to feel might not be a check in the mail because it's external, but much more a, some kind of self-realization or some kind of a self-empowerment or something coming within you that is enabled to create that expansion or that opportunity. And it could very much relate to finance. It could relate to your talents, to art, to design, to colors, to the five senses. So definitely the eclipse could be uh, designed for what you could do in the eclipse is maybe work with uh, your five senses, whether it's starting some or, or let's say not start because it's a full moon, maybe complete your connection to a new talent or maybe you had a talent in the past that you can return to and bring it to completion. 
Uh, maybe there is an artistic project that you've ne- neglected in the past and you can bring it back. So try to focus on this next weekend coming up, not this weekend, I'm talking about the Saturday, Sunday coming up, to complete something, especially if it relates to finance, money, art, design, colors, fashion, everything that has to do with your self-worth, everything to do with skills, talents. But we have to remember it's still a full moon. And the full moon means that the sun is opposite to the moon and we're kind of squashed between. So planet Earth is right between the sun pulling us that direction and the moon pulling us this direction. So what does the sun want? The sun wants us to, sh- to die. You know, sun in Scorpio is death. So the sun wants us to die, to let go, to cut things away, to separate from things. The sun wants us to go deeper. The sun wants us to kill whatever is not uh, working in our life. Of course, you know, some people say here, oh, kill, we'll kill other people. Sometimes that's how people interpret it. Unfortunately, with Scorpio, that's how Scorpio is related to the underworld, related to criminal activities, related to um, uh, investigation. Well, sometimes investigation is about a murder, you know, so... The idea is that Scorpio sun is trying to create a transformation. That's what the sun is pulling us towards. Death, letting go, transformation, magic, the occult, research, everything has to do with dealing with other people's money, other people's talents, shining other people's talents. But wait, the moon is pulling us the other direction and the moon is stronger because the moon is exalted. And it's a lunar, with all due respect to the sun, eclipse. So we're like, yes, mother and father are arguing above our head and maybe arguing about us. That's why the moon and the sun are right uh, here, if, if my head is earth, right? And they're not here. Usually they're like here. That's why it's not an eclipse. But now they're right here, like, like the right and the left hemisphere, you know. It's almost like the devil and the angel or in a sense. So now it's not a devil and the angel. It's Scorpio and Taurus voices. So Scorpio is pulling us this direction. Taurus is pulling us to the left, to the feminine direction, but the stronger pull is towards the moon and the moon is exalted and she has Jupiter on her side, which is great. And that basically means that we need to connect a little bit more to our feminine energy, rather our masculine energy in this eclipse, meaning being more receptive, being more uh, connected to the five senses, nurturing people, taking care of people. So I hope that this means that there could be more aid coming to Gaza. I hope that that would mean that there is more uh, financial support that is coming to people around the world that actually need it or for the hungry to get more food in some uh, mysterious ways because the eclipse can create miracle so the moon in taurus does represent an app an option to link into beauty design colors art sensuality and that's happening in saturday and sunday coming up so there is some glimmer of hope in a way with this eclipse the only issue and we'll talk about it in a second uh, which is guiding this week very very strongly is the applying conjunction remember applying is when two planets are coming together towards each other applying conjunction of mars and mercury and they're going to have it in scorpio and that is again mars in scorpio is enhanced because mars is the ruler of scorpio and mercury for the last three weeks was in libra and that was supposed to be very good for negotiation Uh, That was supposed to be good for compromises. That should have been good for uh, finding a common ground. And maybe it did in your personal life. Maybe there was some clarity about relationships. Maybe in the last three weeks, you managed to do what maybe uh, other countries or, or parts of the world couldn't do. 
Okay, that was Mercury in Libra. Mercury in Libra is actually very happy to be there because it's very easy for him to negotiate and create compromise, like we said. But now Mercury is moving into Scorpio and he's going to join Mars and the sun is joining as well. So there's a big cluster of energy moving towards Scorpio. And when Mercury on top of Mars in Scorpio, so think about Mercury in Libra saying, no, 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 hey guys, let's find peace, let's compromise. Why? Because Libra is ruled by Venus. Now Mercury is going into Scorpio for three weeks, which is ruled by Mars, and that means I'm done talking, I'm going to shoot. I'm done compromising, I'm going to kill. I'm done trying to weigh things, now I'm going to be fixed. Scorpio is a fixed sign, and the tarot card of Scorpio is, of course, death. So we can expect the next three weeks to be talking a lot about death, to talk about a lot about abuse, to talk about a great deal of pain and suffering, because that's what Mercury is. Mercury in Scorpio, it could be somebody who is very secretive, right? Mercury in Scorpio, Scorpio is secret. So maybe Mercury negotiation, even if we're talking about the hostages, maybe the negotiations are going to be done in secret and some of them even released without even us knowing with the condition that we are not going to know it. Again, Mercury in Scorpio, it's, it's about spies. It's about uh, secrets. It's about the underworld. And think about it, you know, everything that they're talking about, Gaza as having a whole undercity, which is all tunnels. That's very much Scorpio. Scorpio is the underworld. Hades is the ruler of Scorpio. Pluto, they were the lords of the underworld. So we're talking about going down. And Mercury in Scorpio can be very stingy. So when you're in your personal life are talking or conversing with people or even when you're sending email or text, be extra careful. The trolls are going to have a very loud speaker right now with that Mercury in Scorpio on top of Mars. People are going to get pissed off. There's going to be a lot of fights online, fights outside of online. You know, and if so far we had the tragedy, at least in the United States, of a six-year-old boy being stabbed, I mean... I can't imagine. Again, we talked about it here, uh, how Bialik, the great, great poet, said that, uh, um, that a don't, he said, don't talk to me about revenge after one of the pogromis. Because so, the revenge or the vengeance of a young boy, even Satan cannot conceive. Uh, that's the same thing that I, when I read this, uh, this article about the boy that was stabbed and his wife, the Palestinian six-year-old boy, it's unimaginable. Yesterday, I heard that one of the leaders in the synagogues in, in Detroit it was killed. They suspect it's related to that. You see how hate spreads itself even faster than uh, love and how lies spread themselves faster than truth. So we have to really be careful right now with that Mercury and, Tor and Mars and the Sun, all of them in Scorpio, not to say things, do things that will sting people, kill people, or even kill your relationship with some people. So again, we have to be very, very, very careful. Now that's already starting today and it's going to lead us for the next three weeks. So the next three, four weeks are very intense, not only because of the eclipse, but also because we're in Scorpio season and Mars and Mercury conjunct this week. And you know what? It happened to, so to be that they're going to conjunct right at the eclipse. So remember, the eclipse is a loudspeaker. It's a amplifier. Amplifying what? All the craziness that's happening. Okay, specifically Mercury and Mars conjunct. So when they conjunct right when the eclipse is happening, the eclipse is taking it to the next level. Next weekend, you'll see. And leading up to next weekend, very, very intense time politically, emotionally, socially, physically. So really... Be careful. You know, this is not a lot of times that I tell you, take heed, take heed, enter at your own risk. Well, we don't have a choice to enter. We have to enter because days are passing. But um, it's not 
maybe at your own risk, but make sure that the risk is mitigated and that you're avoiding risk as much as you can because the risk is already there, okay? So that's the biggest thing that's um, uh, happening this week. We'll talk, we'll talk about, of course, day by day what's going on, but I wanted to give you a general, uh, let's say, paradigm view, or let's call it angelic vo- uh, view if they're flying above the earth and seeing what's going on through the prism of the 12 signs. So that's the biggest thing. Now, on the 28th, um, we're going to do a past lifetime regression webinar. So if you guys want to join, it's three days before Halloween. It is Scorpio season. During Scorpio, and I always do a a regression class during Scorpio. We did it last year as well. Because during the time of Scorpio, leading up to Halloween, which I think is happening next Monday or so, that is the time when the veils between the living and the dead are the thinnest and therefore between different lifetimes. So that's when you can really kind of move the veils or the, or the, um, or the curtains and be able to see previous lives. And the reason why we like to do past lifetime regression is not only heal issues that we might have in this life that echo or reverberated from a past life, but the same thing with positive things like skills or gifts or abilities that you have that you can bring with you from a past life. And bring them back to you. I believe that this past lifetime regression is almost like you're typing your www.pastlifetimeregression.com and then what happens is that you're connecting to a server in, uh, that's located at the one that has all the information about your previous lives and you can draw them. It's not that all of the memories are necessarily on you the same way that or not all of the information on Wikipedia is on my computer but I can access Wikipedia if I focus on it, the same thing, your past lifetime regression uh, period is kind of getting into the URL of a past lifetime and then downloading literally ideas, uh, gifts, skills, even connections from previous lives. So that's what we're going to do on the 28th. And yes, there's going to be a recording so you can join later. And in the uh, in Instagram, it's on my uh, link. And in the Zoom, it's in the um, chat that I just sent you. Uh, of course, the book is available, the 2024 book. I think I have it here somewhere. Yeah, um, this one. I'm very happy that I also have the uh, uh, hard copy this year. So if you guys buy the hard copy, send me a, a, a picture of it or send me uh, the receipt and, I'll, and the address and I'll send you the Kabbalistic red string and the book plate. So uh, you can have something as appreciation. And of course, the hardcore, hardcore. Hard uh, cover is 20.24 because I really wanted to make it a cheap. Amazon was pissed at me because basically they don't make that much money of my books because it's almost as um, the price of the production of that hard copy. So uh, again, if you do send it, send it to me wherever you are in the world. I already send it to places like Canada, Japan. I sent it to England yesterday. So people uh, are sending me emails. So just send me your address, it will get there. If you are on Mars or the moon, it might be a little bit more difficult for me, but I can send you um, maybe an astral card and an astral red string that you should astrally tie seven times around your left astral wrist. So let's look at um, the week ahead to see what is uh, up there. So if I look at... um, 
Yes. So what we are do, what's going on today is the 22nd. Yeah. So we are not yet, sorry, at eclipses and it's going to actually happen tomorrow. What's happening today is Mercury, as you can see in Scorpio. So, and again, all of the times I'm suggesting or all the dates, I'm talking about uh, the universal time. It's almost like London. It's one hour before um, in 12 p.m., 12 p.m. So wherever you are in the world, you can uh, basically translate it to your time zone wherever you are and just take a Greenwich, a Greenwich time or universal time as your base. So first of all, today um, you have the sun is the last day of Libra, the last day that uh, we can find any kind of compromise or any kind of solution just because the sun is moving away from Libra and it's moving into Scorpio. Scorpio is a fixed sign. So till now, we had everything in Libra. Libra is a cardinal sign, initiating uh, processes. Ah, by the way, and it's in Libra. Now I think about it. Uh, not that I did it on purpose, but Libra is an initiating sign, a cardinal sign. It can even be small little things in your life. So my friend suggested me, if I want to sell the book to younger people, I should be on TikTok because I've never been on TikTok with all the controversy and all that. Then I decided, okay, you can't beat them, join them. So I did it during Libra. I didn't even notice that it's a cardinal air sign. Uh, Libra is the ruler of social media because it's initiating conversation with people, initiating connection. And again, Libra is all about social. So of course, it's also related to social media. But anyway, uh, my handle there is cosmic underscore navigator. It's the same handle as my Instagram. So if you want to get some videos and hang out with uh, young people, that's the place to go. But anyway, if you are there or if your children or grandchildren or great grandchildren are there, you can tell them about uh, cosmic underscore navigator. I should be there. I try to post videos. Uh, it's not always easy these times. But um, a few things. So today we have the moon in Aquarius. We're going to have the moon in Aquarius Sunday, Monday, half of Tuesday. The moon, what is the moon? The moon is very important because the moon is with us. The moon is kind of like walking with us. And sometimes the moon tells us, hey, hey, look over there. There's a beautiful cat. Or, um, oh, be careful of that car. It might be running over you. It's like walking with your mother and you're a kid and your mother holds your hand, right? Because she's very close. So this is our gravitational forces that we're attached to. And she's going with us everywhere. You know, the sun is over there, eight light minutes away from us. It's kind of far. It's going to take him eight minutes, even if something happens. The moon is right there. You know, and even when we have a problem in life, we say, mommy, or, oh my God, you know, in many languages, it's mamma mia, imale. In Hebrew, I'm sure that in other language, we don't call for our father, which is the sun, because he's eight light uh, minutes away from us. The moon is very close, very convenient. She's there. And especially in the night when it's dark and scary, that's when we see the moon. That's when we have the moon. So I see the moon as you're walking with your mother and every time there is something that your mother needs to warn you about or pay attention to, she will point it out for you so you can learn and you can um, also be careful of. So the moon marks, uh, the moon is like our marker. So whatever process is happening, let's say now we talked about we're moving into Scorpio season, be careful. Uh, Mercury is going to be touching the Mar Mars, be careful. Okay, so what the moon will do, the moon, when she does any interaction with these aspects, she will bring them up into the surface and she will weave a story around it so we can pay attention to it. Okay, so always remember the moon is not always that we have to follow the moon as much as we have to follow the moon's pointing finger at certain aspects in the chart. So the moon being in, in Aquarius today, she's on top of Pluto. There might be a feeling of uh, manipulation, power struggles. It might not be the easiest time overall emotionally. Tomorrow, 
a little bit easier. But uh, also what we have uh, is a square, a lot of square today between the moon and Mercury, between moon and Mars. So there is a tendency to say things that we regret, to um, write things that we might not be happy about later on or other people might not be happy about. I hope that I'm not doing the same thing right now, influenced by the moon and, this, and Mercury. And if I did, then, well, it's not my fault. It's the moon. But you know what Shakespeare told us who did study astrology. The fault, dear Brutus, is, Brutus is not in the star, but in ourselves. So you can't really escape and blame anybody out there about it. Anyway, uh, the sun on top of Mercury... Uh, on top of this of um, uh, Mars, it's a big cluster. So today, Sunday, just ch chill out. It's a good time today, tomorrow, the day after to spend a lot of time with friends just because the moon is in Aquarius. Moon in Aquarius again, moon points at where you need to focus, where you can get support, when you can get nurtured. Right now, you can get nurtured from people, communities, friendships. But, um, you know, because we have Pluto on top of the moon, just be careful of power struggles and manipulation. I mean, I told you right after the onset of the war in Gaza, there was 500,000 posts that were um, um, placed or, or, or things that people were talking about or posting online. And a fourth of them, they found out a fourth of them were lies. Uh, just now there was, uh, I don't know if you noticed, uh, the, Cold, uh, the Coldplay band, uh, which I really admire, that were singing very emotionally the Tikva. Uh, it was spreading around. It turned out to be an AI generated. You know, uh, the bombing in the hospital in um, Gaza also turned out to be, uh, people immediately jumped on conclusion that turned out to be all wrong. So you have to be careful with your moon in Aquarius because our instinct because the moon is instinct, is to join like-minded people even if they're all lying. You know? So we have to really, really be careful on both sides from a lies, deception, because they never help anybody. And they, of course, create and generate bad karma, usually bad karma towards the people that generated them or generated them for the favor of their causes. So we, you know, the Lord Karma is now flying above the planet, very, very happy. He's registering everything. So the moon in Aquarius, Sunday, Monday, part of Tuesday, be extra careful of social media. But at the same time, hang out with friends, real friends, eh, not uh, fake friends, if possible. What's happening on Monday depends where you are in the world. But the uh, Monday, officially, the moon is moving into Scorpio and Mercury is getting faster and faster towards Mars. Mercury is catching up with Mars. Mars, the moon is still squaring. So it's still causing a little bit of t tension. And especially um, she's squaring with Uranus and Jupiter. It means too much. So be careful not to write too much, say too much, do too much, feel too much. Um, annoyed too much you know it's just that there is a little bit of overdoing especially with the Jupiter there smothering the moon but the moon is sending actually nice energy to Minerva there is a great day for negotiation so uh, no, not that uh, somebody in the government is listening to me because definitely the Israeli government if they had listened to me they stopped listening a long time ago because I only say bad thing about them but um, if there is anybody listening then what um, is a good day to negotiate will be Monday because we have Minerva, the goddess of wisdom in Libra, and this is Athena, the goddess of just war, and she's sending beautiful energy to the moon. At least any kind of negotiation to free women and children will really be great on Monday. And again, you know, maybe in your inner, in your personal life, there is part of you that have uh, hostages in your brain. 
you know, there could be bad thoughts, there could be patterns, there could be addictions, there could be self-destructive things that, you know, your inner self, your body wants to be liberated, your inner child wants to be liberated, but he's kidnapped there by a Hamas uh, thought or terrorist. So again, this is a great time on Monday to start negotiating with yourself on the release of yourself in a way. I know that I'm using metaphors, but that's one of the ways to deal with these kind of things. So again, Monday, tomorrow is a great day to do these kind of things. Negotiation within yourself, relationship. If you have any partnership issues in your work that you need negotiation, this is going to be a great time. The, the Venus also is sending a beautiful energy to Jupiter. It's been going on for the last three, four days. So it could help you again also in relationship. The only problem we've been having for a while right now let's see when it actually started now that i think about it that's one of the most important aspects um i don't know if i mentioned it here but i'm looking at yeah from um hmm that's really strange i never noticed that until now that right october 7 and 8 uh, when the war started uh, the black moon was opposite to saturn on top of venus remember we talked about that at least but yeah, the black moon opposite to Venus, to the, um, uh, the black moon opposite to Saturn, which is happening the twenty, that's starting basically uh, to be very strong in the beginning of October, is slowly drifting away. But we're still influenced by it. Uh, but the moon, uh, Jupiter, sorry, sending good energy to Venus, especially this week, can override that. If you're looking at um, uh, Tuesday, what we have is an interesting thing. We have first of all the moon on top of Saturn. That's never easy when the moon is on top of Saturn because remember, the moon points at situations. So she's pointing at Saturn, the Lord Karma, who is retrograde, which is always difficult in Pisces, which Pisces, of course, is faith, religion, fanaticism, lack of boundaries, self-destruction. You know, and if you think about it, um, definitely what's going on uh, with uh, the situation right now everywhere is self-destructive tendencies are coming into the surface that started in March this year it's going to be there until February 2026 that we all have to deal with personally and globally with self-destructiveness whether it's Hamas self-destructing Gaza whether it's um, um, Israeli government self-destructing Israel you know it's really fascinating how all of this started. And, and if you think even in, in the politics of Israel itself, in March, when Netanyahu uh, fired the minister of defense and people went to the streets, that's when Saturn moved into Pisces. That's also when Pluto moved into Aquarius, the sign of communities and people and revolutions. So the self-destructiveness is not only there in the world. Uh, there is self-destruction, of course, Russia invading to, to, to Ukraine is self-destructive. There is so much self-destructiveness around the world. And the reason why is coming into the surface so we can actually deal with it. Uh, so we're going to have quite a lot of work that we have to do as a, as a society, as a human species, with addiction, with self-destructiveness, with uh, fanaticism of religion, messianic thoughts, whether it's in the Israeli side or the Palestinian side or the Hamas side, sorry. So you have that Saturn in Pisces constantly aggravating everything that has to do with faith, self-destructiveness, religion. But, of course, Pisces has good aspects that Saturn is trying to ground. And that's why I wrote about it in the book. I'd rather focus a little bit more on the positive aspect of Saturn in Pisces. And that would be grounding your imagination. 
making money out of new ideas, uh, thinking outside of the box, connecting to mysticism, poetry, dance, movement, meditation. All of those things are supposed to rise. And Pisces is empathy, with all due respect. So Saturn in empathy, empathy could mean it's difficult to reach empathy. On the other sense, it could mean empathy could mean could practically solve everything. Because remember, Saturn is practicality. What Saturn wants is not to punish us or to destroy us. Saturn wants us to focus. You know, so it's that that it's almost like a dog trainer. I remember when I had my German Shepherd dressed in peace, he was a little bit, uh, he was so intelligent that he knew when he could behave and not, not behave. So I used to tell him, focus, focus, Balkan, focus. That's what Saturn is doing to Pisces. Now, it's very difficult to ask Alice in Wonderland, which is Pisces, to focus because she doesn't want to focus. She wants to go to the uh, Wonderland, but there is no Wonderland. Well, I'm going to make one. How? Through your dreams. Well, Pisces is dreams. And that's where she can go and meet the Chester Cat and Tweedledee and Tweedledee. All of those things are very much Saturn in Pisces. What Saturn wants is to galvanize, to crystallize, to, to make real out of something. And because Pisces is so unrealistic, Saturn in Pisces is difficult. But it doesn't mean that we can't benefit from it and ground all of these uh, immortal things thing that, that Pisces rules, which is, again, imagination. You know, the philosophers tell us, or the alchemists tell us, that the philosopher's stone is imagination. And stone, stone is Saturn. So imagination is the basis of everything, you know, everything in life. So we can imagine peace, then peace will come. We can imagine compromise, compromise will come. We can imagine um, success. Success will come. So Saturn in Pisces gives us the ability to imagine things and manifest them. The only problem is that sometimes people have a rotten imagination, a sick imagination, or no imagination at all. And that could be a problem when Saturn is in Pisces. So again, on Tuesday, Saturn is going to be on top of the moon. And that is something pretty powerful for um, real estate, but it's not the best time either to buy a real estate. It's a good time to figure out where you want to live in the future, making plans about my home and family, deciding when I want to get pregnant, deciding when I want to make a move. So anything to do with planning family life is great because you can see on Tuesday we have a beautiful trine between Saturn and the moon and Vesta and the sun and Mercury and Mars. So there's something blessed about Tuesday. Even though it is still a very tough time and the moon on top of Saturn means that a lot of people are going to actually suffer that day. Overall, when the sun and the moon are sending beautiful trine to each other, it's a good sign that something good can happen. Okay, so the trine means some form of protection. I really hope that that protection will be towards women and um, men and children and older people, anybody who's innocent, basically, in Gaza, which is, of course, the 99% or 90%. I don't know. I'm not like an expert on that. But the idea is that there is protection. If you could, in Tuesday, even in your meditation, send protection over there, that would be very beneficial. Tuesday, a beautiful trine that can create a lot of uh, positive things in your life. But it is involving discipline. So it's not like lying there saying, you know what, I'm going to be like Alice in Wonderland. I'm going to sleep over here and create my Wonderland. That's what it means, Saturn on top of the moon. No, 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 no. Saturn on top of the moon is very practical and pragmatic. And if you want to have some work with dreams, then you have to focus on your dreams. You have to work with your dreams. You have to try to make maybe on Tuesday your meditation longer. Maybe it's a great day to go dancing with someone. But in general, it's a powerful day of investigation, getting to the bottom of things because of all that Scorpio influence. Also, what's happening that day is... Oh, no, that's the only thing that's happening that day. If I um, 
Yeah. Then the, the moon, though, in Tuesday is moving into Pisces. You see, that's the one, one degree Pisces. So Tuesday, Wednesday, a part of Thursday, I think. Yeah, part of Thursday will be moon in Pisces. The moon in Pisces favors, like I told you, imagination, uh, anything to do with um, uh, mysticism, intuition, very powerful times. And then the moon and... Um, going to send, again, a beautiful energy to Vesta, which actually talks about some solution coming from tradition. You know, the tradition doesn't have to be, a, you know, a, a Quran or the Torah. It could be yoga. It could be Pilates. It could be anything that has been passed down the generation that can be helpful. And because it's in Cancer and Vesta is the goddess of the heart, she loves to be in Cancer. It's actually a good thing. October 25, Wednesday, we're getting... Um, Saturn and the sun, again, still trining beautifully together. So it's, again, very constructive day. You can actually achieve quite a lot. And Venus is trying to starting to create a beautiful trine to Uranus, which is going to be more dominant next week. But it's already starting to trickle uh, in Wednesday. So from Wednesday, something to do with innovation, technology, beauty, design, colors, art, uh, connection to interesting people that could actually serve you, either financially or physically. Uh, something nice is happening in relationships that's going to happen next week and we need any niceness that we can get even though Venus is in exile when she's doing this trine and Uranus is retrograde so you're kind of getting like uh, um, not the most powerful aspects of those planets but still at least they're relating to each other in a very nice way um, Friday is getting a sorry Thursday we have the moon uh, on top of your on top of Neptune, it's very good for dreams, very good for uh, intuition. The only thing is that the Moon is moving on Wednesday into um, a thir sorry on Thursday, it's moving into Aries, and then it's gonna be Thursday, Friday, part of Saturday before the eclipse. Moon in Aries is an instinct to fight. The Sun in Scorpio is all about Mars. I'm a little bit concerned with that period, uh, Thursday, Friday, especially in connection to the war that's going on, just because the drums of war are stronger, especially because uh, when Mars uh, is opposite to Jupiter, which is what's happening Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Remember, opposite opposition in, in, in astrology talks about aggravation or being pushed and pulled or uh, the planet is getting kind of mixed with the other planet and the other planet when we talk about mars we're talking about the god of war mars is in scorpio where he loves to be so he's strong and then opposite to jupiter which tends to enhance everything even enhancing things that are not necessarily good so the drums of war are really strong wednesday thursday friday so pay attention then because that's when really the jupiter uh, opposite to mars begin it's very fast and very strong because mars is going forward and jupiter is going backward so that means that they're really kind of like coming very very close to the opposition and the opposition is definitely peaking in the weekend right at the eclipse so that's another thing that is peaking you see the mercury uh, already on thursday it's six degrees scorpio mars is nine degrees scorpio uh, so they're coming close to each other and jupiter being 11 degrees Taurus on the opposite side is just waiting for all of that to kind of flare it in friday and saturday so again, Moon in Aries is an instinct for fighting, for war, for its self-determination, for the I am. And then what we have on Friday, uh, Friday is the 27th, the Moon is conjunct Chiron. That is already 
a little bit more of a danger. So like I said, October 26, 27, to pay attention to because the moon on top of Chiron brings about, uh, again, pain, suffering coming from the moon, Aries, war. It's on top of the the North Node. It's opposite to Minerva, meaning that when the moon is opposite to Minerva, nobody's listening to reason. Nobody's listening to the goddess of wisdom. It's basically, it's too far away. We can't hear you. What you're saying? Oh, no, I can't hear you. So that's when the moon is opposite to um, Minerva. And because she's on top of Chiron, the wounded healer, it's bringing a lot of emotional wounds, a lot of issues with home and family, a lot of sensitivities. You're going to be feeling very, very vulnerable around that time. And not only is um, that opposition happening, but also Venus and Neptune are starting to oppose each other. And that, again, talks about dependency, codependency, lack of boundaries. Just, again, be extra, extra careful about all of that. And if we look at October 28, which is a Saturday, that's when the eclipse is actually kicking in full force. And that's happening while, again, Venus is opposite to Neptune, which talks a lot about deception, illusions. Um, People that we put on a pedestal are suddenly falling down. Uh, We suddenly realize certain things about people that are not very very, uh, flattering. Mercury, you see, is 10 degrees Scorpio. Mars is 11 degrees Scorpio. Everything is coming to a head. You know, even Jupiter, 11 degrees. Mars, 11 degrees. They're precisely opposite to each other on Saturday. So we have too much war, too many words that we regret saying. Uh, We feel overconfidence. Then we have also Neptune opposite to Venus, which means that we have a lot of issues with dependency, codependency, lack of boundaries, attraction to addictive people. Uh, It's definitely not the easiest weekend. You can see on the chart, if you're looking at the Zoom, all those red lines here create opposition for this eclipse. And uh, if we look on Sunday, which is the day after the eclipse, that's uh, the moon in Taurus. She's a little bit in a better position, but the moon on top of Uranus means unpredictability. So Sunday is next month and next week is completely unpredictable. And you're going to have to uh, really um, expect the unexpected and recognize again that that the um, what we call the wild card is getting wilder, especially or over the weekend. And then we have Halloween, right? But we'll talk about Halloween next week. Um, what else I wanted to say to you? Yes, there is a few things I wanted to uh, light up that I thought about. Yeah, first of all, we did add a class for the year, the 2024, with how to deal with uh, New Year resolutions, or how to work with the year. That's going to be on November 30th. It's going to be a webinar with a recording. So again, everything is on my website and on Instagram. And uh, I'm going to also do an in-person event on November 9. If you're around Thursday, November 9, uh, we already did one event there at All Inspired. It's in West Hollywood. So if you know people in LA, it's a free event. Just come over and we're going to talk a little bit about 2024 and we're going to have a book signing. So if you are in town, definitely come over Thursday, 5.30 p.m. We're going to be there for like an hour, an hour and a half. So 5.36, you can come. And uh, that's going to be in, uh, oh, sorry, OS inspired. 
And um, if we look at, um, yeah, one thing that I wanted to talk about is that, you know, sometimes, like I told you, one of the beautiful things about learning astrology or teaching astrology or delving in astrology is that as I get more and more experienced in astrology and more connecting the above and below, I recognize more things. Some people tell me, stay away from politics. Uh, don't talk about Hamas and uh, Palestine or Israel. Sorry, my family is there. I grew up there. I always talk about these kind of things because I do believe that astrology's job, the same way that Kepler thought and Newton thought and Galileo thought about it and Augustus and Tiberius and Queen Elizabeth I, astrology is a very functional, practical things that, of course, supposed to describe what's going on or try to understand what's going on. So there is no talking about politics. It's talking about news or history. And I noticed that what's happening in astrology is that as I get older even and I pass through my Saturn return, okay, now I get it. I know what Saturn return is. Before uh, I have to read about it, now I experience it. You know, I passed 50 and I passed through my Chiron return. Okay, that's what it means, a fork in the road. I get it. That's why I can help people who are now 50 much easier than I could before. And the same thing with North Node in Libra. I know, I know, I wrote it uh, in the book here, quite a lot about the North Node in Libra. Sorry, oh my God, what have I done here? South Node. Oh, it's good. To, I can click, click here. Yeah, South Node in Libra. You know, I, I knew that what it means, and we talked about it a lot of time, is that we have to focus less on Libra, which is about relationships, compromising, um, not connecting to my true self, I knew that uh, South Node in Libra means that it's harder to connect to relationship, to identify with other people, to be uh, more justice-oriented. Those are the things that South Node represents. South Node represents things that you've done already that you need to let go. It's almost as if we learned Libra and we have to be careful of the darker side of Libra, lack of decisions, blah, 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 superficiality, wearing masks. But... You know, as I go through life right now, I really am attentive to see where is South Node in Libra? Where can we see it? And it goes, it goes so deep that I've realized this is precisely what's happening right now. It's very difficult right now for people to negotiate. It's very difficult for people to see the other side because South Node is in Libra, which means that the North Node is in Aries. So the South Node in Libra is more like a default of the fact that this North Node is in Aries. And the North Node in Aries means that we have to focus on Aries, identity, self-determination, who I am, what is my purpose in life, my meaning in life. You know, I am is the first question we are. Who are you? I am Gal. So the I am, the identity is so strong and therefore the South Node is in Libra because Libra tends to be I'm focused on the other person instead of focusing on myself. And then I was at the gym yesterday and they sometimes play music there, uh, sometimes good music, sometimes not that good music. But this time it was actually a good music and it was while I was doing my abs, I suddenly heard uh, the song, I hate myself for loving you. You know that song from 88, um, what is it, uh, John, John, uh, John Jett and the Black Hearts. You know, I hate myself for loving you, can't break free from the things you do. I want to walk, but I run back to you. That's why I hate myself for loving you. And I thought, wow, that's a great description of the South Node in Libra. Why? Because I always said, and I even wrote it in the book, the best way to determine if it's a relationship that's good or not is how much you like yourself in that relationship. 
If you don't like who you need to be in order to stay in this relationship, this relationship is bad for you because you're loving the other person while hating yourself. That's not a Libra. Libra is a relationship between you and the other person, but also in the relationship between how you see yourself and how you see the partnership. So if you have to compromise so much, self not in Libra, in order to be with that person, Libra, but you start hating yourself, hmm, that's not a good sign for the relationship and you need to move on. And... I've noticed that that definitely is a good lesson for the South Node in Libra. You need to check yourself. How are you with all of your relationship, even with uh, computers, even with social media, even with certain people, even with your job, even with your partner? Do you have to really hate yourself in order to stay there? Or do you end up hating who you have to be in order to stay in that relationship, even if the relationship is a relationship with a job uh, space? or a boss, whatever. That's part of the South Node in Libra, to be focused on the I am. How are you in this relationship? No, we're doing really good. No, no, no. I didn't ask about how you guys are doing. I'm asking about how are you doing with yourself in this relationship? That's North Node in Aries, South Node in Libra. And then I was um, asked to do a past lifetime regression to this really amazing group of uh, therapists and psychologists, people that spend all their life and dedicate their life to empathy and healing. And they asked me to do a past lifetime regression to them. We did it in uh, downtown. And the organizer was a woman who happened to be Jewish from Ukrainian family. So they have people in Ukraine that have been butchered and now they are freaking out about their relatives in Israel. You know? So it's kind of like pretty intense. And I remember what she said to me really struck me. And she said, you know what? Since October 7th, I never felt so Jewish in my life. And that's precisely the North Node in Aries. Because I also I'm sure that a lot of people never felt so Palestinians in their life or never felt so much their um, identity. So it's almost as if uh, red lines are being basically drawn in the sand because of the North Node being in Aries. And because we talked about it, Aries being such a powerful tribal sign, it basically means that we have to be extra careful because we're splitting back to tribes. And the whole idea of the age of Aquarius is undoing tribes so we can come together and deal with uh, the ramification of our self-destructive tendencies in the last, what, uh, one million uh, one million year approximately since the Homo erectus. So that's part of that Mars in Aries. The Mars in Aries is the I am, but the fact that you're deciding who you are doesn't have to mean that you have to disown other people. And again, it's a very difficult time right now, especially when everybody's trying to negotiate the release of the hostages, Italian hostages, French, American, Israelis, Thai, Philippines. I mean, people think it's only Israelis, but it's not. It's actually from a lot of nations. And there is a lot of uh, attempts to make now uh, some compromises. So that's difficult when the North Node is in Libra on both sides. So... That's part of uh, uh, the issue that's happening right now. Um, so what I wanted to uh, also talk about is uh, we talked about the Jupiter, the eclipse. Yes. Next week, uh, hopefully we'll talk about Halloween and um, we'll see how all of these aspects that we mentioned uh, act out or manifest in your life. Again, a story about... Uh, all of the, you know, sometimes darker talks. And 
Again, one of the most important things that I recommend doing right now, because some people ask me what they can do to help. Of course, you can always donate to organizations. You just have to make sure that the money actually goes to where it needs to go instead of going to where it doesn't need to go. Uh, because as you know, it's not always easy to uh, uh, understand where the money actually goes. One of the things that nobody can snatch from you or steal from you is your intentions. So if you can... I like doing that. For me, it's very visual. I just use Google Map and I zone on, um, I zoom in on that area of uh, Israel, Gaza, and I just, with eyes open, literally, I, I open eye meditation. I try to cover the whole place with an umbrella of light uh, to absolutely protect all the uh, innocent. I think it's really, really important because I think there's a, issue and we talked about it here and I know a lot of people got really pissed when I uh, compared uh, some of the some of the members of the Israeli government to Hamas because they are messianic uh, the fact that they were under control until recently doesn't necessarily mean that they think differently and they would have behaved differently so what I'm saying is that Israel needs to get rid of their messianic leaders as well as the Palestinian needs to get rid of their uh, Hamas messianic leaders and my personal feeling is that I'm not sure Israel can eradicate Hamas. The people that need to eradicate Hamas are the Palestinians themselves, uh, because otherwise it's just going to reincarnate into something else. But again, uh, not that many people ask me what I think about that situation, at least not the uh, people who decide. And for us right now, the commoners, what we can do is collectively send as much protection as possible. And maybe that protection, if it's collectively strong enough, can maybe influence by default other um, uh, leaders or people that have to make decisions about that place. So let there be hope and let there be peace. I'm still optimistic that out of all of this carnage and all of this death, close to 5,000, nor actually 6,000 if you collect all of the deaths together, it's uh, um, really unnecessary. It's raising generations of people that would want revenge. So... Hopefully, this will be done soon and we can go back talking about fun things for a change, you know. Where are the days that Mars on top of Scorpio would mean somebody being cynical around you, you know, that we can handle. Anyway, have an amazing week. I hope to see some of you guys in, um, um, in the class on the 28th or in person. Uh, let me look if there's any questions. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for all of you guys who uh, bought the book. And if you can write a review, that will be great. Um, let's see. I'll give it, people tell me to talk about whatever I want. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, it's too late now to get that permission after I've done it. But thank you. The book tour. Uh, book tour. Yeah, I'm going to be in. I don't know. I mean, it seems like I'm going to be in Turkey, in Israel, in uh, Edinburgh, in London, in uh, Budapest. I think they're translating my book to Hungary as well. It's my first time there. And also to Bulgaria, of course. So, yeah, I'm going to be roaming around a little. Ah, in Dubai. I'm going to actually be in Dubai for the first time. A very nice time to be in Dubai for uh, for me right now. It will be interesting to go there and actually create hopefully some bridges. Uh, as for U.S. cities, nothing planned so far. Miami, probably in March. Uh, but I have not, I'm not sure about New York yet. Well, thanks a lot. And again, have an amazing week. And please take care on Friday. Uh, don't be 
too brave, um, be more careful. Um, don't do things that you later on might regret. Thanks a lot.